the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, testing positive as your host and as the next Justice of the Supreme Court. Yes, proud to be with you today. If, and I can be that justice if you count the upgrade of sour cream and tomatoes on your Taco Bell order as supreme. And that's what I judge as supreme. And that's how you get there. It's true. I, I went to law school. I went to a year of law school. Did you know that? I don't know if I've ever told you that. I got one year of law school, and then I felt like, ah, I think God is calling me into something different. And the uh, law school confirmed that when they sent me a, uh, a letter saying that uh, we don't want you to be a lawyer, which uh, helps. It helps when uh, God makes it that clear. Anyway, welcome to Southern California Live. We're here from 3 to 5 every weekday here in Southern California, L.A., San Diego, and everywhere in between and all around. We're bringing you to the table for some encouragement, some fun and some conversation about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective, and we hope to do that today. Give me a call. You can join our conversation at any time, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com if you'd like to. But uh, give me a call, 888-528-2557. I've got my coffee, lots to talk about, as there always is. And uh, the subject of the day, I think, in the news is the big story. Justice Stephen Breyer will retire from the Supreme Court. And uh, not as big a story as when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, left the court. Uh, and um, because it's not really going to change the balance of anything, probably, no matter who ends up on the court. Justice Stephen Breyer, uh, he's a liberal justice or considered a liberal justice. He's been on the court for a long time. I think he was appointed by President James K. Polk. And uh, not really. Actually, he was appointed by President Clinton, which I am very sorry to say was a long time ago now. I just, just don't even think about that. Did you know, somebody pointed this out the other day, that if... That in that nineteen that today, uh, twenty twenty two, is exactly the same distance from nineteen eighty as nineteen eighty is from nineteen thirty eight. We don't need to go there, but I thought you know it's an interesting thing uh, that someone's serving on the court for that long. You can join this conversation. I'm going to ask this question. Okay, how long? How old? Maybe I'm, I want to be sensitive about this because I really want to know what you think. What's too old to serve in some of these uh, positions, Supreme Court, president? It's definitely uh, an issue uh, coming up. You know, people really do question, for example, uh, President Biden's mental state, really because of his age. Although, if you follow President Biden's career, some of the things that he does really aren't new. Uh, That's just kind of who he is. Um, Stephen Breyer will be quitting. President Biden promised to nominate an African-American woman to the court. And uh, so uh, after taking an Ancestry DNA test, Senator Elizabeth Warren has thrown her hat into the ring. And uh, I'm a little spicy today, I think. Uh, uh, my coffee's like extra good. Uh, that's, that part's not true about Senator Elizabeth Warren, but she, maybe she thought about it. Uh, not really. Some people could speculate, you know, the speculation immediately, I kind of laugh at, you know, 
Uh, people forgot at first that he had promised that he would uh, appoint an African-American woman who would be the first African-American woman on the Supreme Court, uh, if that happens. Um, and some people say, well, he should nominate Joe Manchin, get him out of the Senate, or uh, Kristen Sinema, get them out. Maybe he could get his uh, bill back better. And then they thought, ah, Kamala Harris, they don't get along too well and, uh, you know, uh, put her on the Supreme Court. He can get another vice president he gets along with better, and uh, that's what he could do. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen either, though. If she was the nominee, she would get – it's a 50-50 Senate, which means she gets the she gets the deciding vote as the vice president. She's the president of the Senate officially, and so she gets to vote if it's ever 50-50. And since it's a 50-50 Senate, she's the only reason that the Democrats hold control of the Senate right now. Uh, if any – uh, Republican uh, takes over a Democratic seat, uh, the entire Senate would flip. That's how close this really is. And she would actually get to vote for herself as the 51st vote. It used to be, maybe this gets too far into the weeds with some things politically, but it just just interestingly, it used to be that you needed 60 votes to defeat a fil- filibuster to um, support any Supreme Court justice for getting on the court. Uh, but the Republicans got rid of the filibuster a couple of years ago uh, for Supreme Court justices, and now you just need 51 votes. And the good thing about that filibuster was is it, it made it harder to get somebody on the court who was just an activist one way or the other. And, uh, you know, for uh, the Republicans who did that uh, not too long ago, well, now they're on the other end of it, aren't they? Uh, that's why the filibuster thing is actually a big deal. It's not so much about voting rights or the other things that people were saying. Um, it has to do with balance in the Senate, making it harder uh, to get people confirmed in these positions. And it used to be that you had a lot more votes uh, for people getting confirmed. Now it's pretty much party line, not real good. Uh, we'll see what happens here. It goes better whenever um, – well, I don't even want to predict. Who knows? Uh, but that's the way it is. All right, whoever it picks, not really going to change the balance probably. Um, not in a big way as far as people know, although Breyer was kind of a, a moderate, not really a moderate, he was liberal, but uh, moderate compared to, to some. He was um, practical uh, in some things. But it's not really going to change the court as far as liberal or conservative. It probably will not. Um, you know, if, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, whoever the new uh, – Breyer will probably serve out the rest of this term, so his, his opinion will be heard on that. Um, but if he doesn't, you know, he, I don't think they've announced if he's just quitting at the end of a term or maybe he's sick or something. He's, uh, he's 83, 83 years old and retiring. How many of you are 83 and still working anywhere, uh, let alone Supreme Court justice? He's 83 and he's going to retire from the court. Nancy Pelosi, who turns 82 in March, uh, commented on his retirement. Pish posh, she said, as she announced her re-election campaign yesterday. So she'll be in the House at least till she is 84. And if the Republicans do not take over the House of Representatives next fall, then she will likely be the Speaker of the House at 84. Third in line to the presidency. That's where she is right now. She's third in line to the presidency. So here's my question for you. I, I would like to know what you think. Like, seriously, how old is too old? 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. I don't mean this to be rude or anything, but it's, it's how should we think about this? Should we be encouraging people who are 83 and 84 to let somebody else take over? And it's not necessarily just in politics. You know, there are, there are pastors, speaking as a pastor, you know, who hang on, you know, forever. I know a guy who's 95 and still preaching full-time. 
And uh, he likes to tell people that he's going to retire as soon as he finds his Joshua, you know, to replace him, referring to Moses and Joshua's story. And I said, your Joshua's already dead. You need to go down the line and some judges, find some other guys. You know, Joshua died a long time ago. You you need to, you know, find, you know, a Gideon or somebody uh, later down the line. He has, this guy, though, he's got three pensions. He was, he did his 20 in the Marine Corps, and then he did 20 years as a cop. And uh, he's been in ministry. I think he even has a pension now in uh, whatever ministry group he was a part of. Uh, so he doesn't even need to get paid. He's just going to keep looking for his Joshua. Uh how old is too old? Serious question. Should there be an age limit on public service? Supreme Court, Congress, your pastor. Uh, you know, when your pastor is uh, telling war stories and he means the Spanish-American War, it's probably time to uh, let the next generation take over. Just a pastor joke. You know, who knows where I'm going to be uh, when I'm like 80 years old. I probably won't shut up. Uh, and uh, the way I counsel people today, by the way, is that uh, don't count on Social Security if you're younger. You know, you're going to have to be 95 before you get it. Uh, I think if you're part of the younger generation, if it's still there, uh, just do the math. What's too old? Is there too old? President Biden is 79. Um, former President Trump, if he runs again, he will be 78. He'll be almost Biden's age. If he takes office, he'll be the same age as Biden was when Biden took office. If if President Trump comes back in 2024, and the rumor is he's running again. He was smart enough to somebody I saw in a video yesterday where uh, they were calling him 45 as in president number five, and he walked over and he said 45 and 47. So he's probably got some plans, but he's going to be near 80. And I know he says he's the most physically fit president of all time. That's what he says. Nobody has been more physically fit than me. I am the most physically fit, which is uh, an interesting statement. He's probably in the bottom five, but uh, I would have to say he has tremendous energy, tremendous energy. Uh, Hillary Clinton, people, rumors are that she might run, that uh, Democrats are frustrated with the, the potential field, and so maybe Hillary will come out. She will be 77. Bernie Sanders is uh, 82 this year. Uh, Diane Feinstein, Senator Feinstein from California, she turns 89, 89 years old this year. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he is only a kid. Of all these people, he's the kid. He turns 72 this year. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, he turns 80, 80 years old this year. And is he going to have some uh, some scheme to block this nomination, some new thing? Well, you know, we don't normally prove justices in election years. That was the last one, right? And uh, what if Biden were to pick Merrick Garland? He, I think he made him, what, the attorney general. He can move him around. Uh, the president pro tem of the Senate. He's, he's fourth in line to the, to the presidency. Did you know that? So you have President Biden, and then you have uh, Kamala Harris, the vice president. And then you have Nancy Pelosi, who's fourth. Do you know the answer to that? It's the president pro temp of the Senate. Uh, it's Patrick Leahy. You know who Patrick Leahy is? Senator Leahy from Vermont. Uh, he was around, I think, before Vermont was even a state. He might be one of their original senators. He's, he's 82. And uh, uh, he's still in there. He turns 82 next month. Uh, he did announce his retirement. Of all of these people, by the way, he's the only one, I think, who's announced uh, his retirement, uh, that he's not going to run next year when he's 82. Uh, to put it in perspective, Vladimir Putin is 69 years old, which seems really young 
when we think about it compared to these other people. Putin's been in there forever. I mean, what was it? Uh, Clinton, I think, the Clinton administration. Uh, Putin became the president. And remember George W. Bush, you know, said, I looked into his eyes and I saw a soul. Okay, well, he has a soul. Uh, and uh, But he's still around. Um, he's President uh, Boris, Boris Johnson from England, who may be on his last days in that job. He's only 57. That surprised me because I thought he looked 70 to me. Maybe he just needs to comb his hair. I don't know what that's about, but uh, uh, he's only 57. President Xi, who's president for life in China, he's 68. Uh, 11 years to catch up to where Biden is on that. We could have three or four more presidents before he's Biden's age. Guy's going to be around a while probably. All right, so what do you think about uh, age when it comes to these issues? I think, I think people are going to talk about that. The number here is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Melody from Los Angeles. Melody, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Melody, are you with me? Hi, Melody. Thank you for having me. Yeah, what do you think about this? Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, go ahead. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. I I I think that um let me turn my radio down because I Yeah, turn that feedback. turn the radio down. Oh, okay. There and you go. So I was I wanted to um say wisdom um age come with wisdom. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to be a seasoned a seasoned person with age. So, right. But and it's okay for um uh people that have um, uh, wisdom and knowledge and, and apply it, it's okay for them to be at that age to be able to run the country. But if they have defects with that age, like dementia, uh, yeah. um, Alzheimer's, you know, things yeah. of that nature, that's, um, that's going to cause problems. No, they don't need to be in office at all. Yeah. How do we make that de- decision? I mean, and, you know, people, a lot of what people say about President Biden, you know, everybody looks at him every day. So every everything he does is getting you know. Yeah, they weighed, call him Sleepy right? Joe. Sleepy Joe, right? I'm, you know, I'm you know, but go ahead. You you know, but you know, I, you know, my favorite president of all time was Bill Clinton and President Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, those two to me, them two, and, and, and President Barack Obama. You were speaking about health earlier. President Barack Obama, to me, was the man. He had excellent health, you know. And, and he was young. And Bill, Bill yeah. Clinton was young. So Clinton and Obama were pretty young. Uh, Obama might be younger than even George W. Bush. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. So Obama, President Obama was pretty young. Uh, what was he, 52 maybe when he took office? I'm just saying that off the top of my head. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. So with wisdom comes, you know, with age comes wisdom. I think you're absolutely right about that. Here's a question for you. At what point is it wise to say I'm too old for this and to get out? Well, as I said, you know, when you start getting uh, dementia, you know, uh, defects in your brain that you can uh, uh, complete a cognitive, uh, uh, cohesive sentence. Right. Or you can't restart. You can't remember certain things. You know, but people deny you know, that a lot. You know, that's kind of that people uh, when they get older, they deny that a lot. Right. They don't want to give up the car keys and they don't want to say that they're having trouble. That's one of the problems with getting older is that we sort of know or we don't know and everybody else knows. 
Anyway, that's what I'm getting at. I really appreciate your call, uh, Melody. Thank you very much for calling. Jennifer, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Jennifer from Los Angeles, welcome. What do you think about this? Is it uh, is there an age where it's time to drop out? Hello? Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to Southern California Live. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just listening. Okay, Um. yeah. There, to me, personally, there's definitely an age where they should drop out. Um, I would have to say um, maybe in the mid-'70s, but to, to my personal opinion regarding all of them, Mitch McConnell, Patrick Leahy, even Nancy Pelosi, um, I'm going to I'm going to say this with a lot of love and respect. But as a woman of color, it's time to get other races in there that are younger. And I'm tired of, you know, um, the white majority basically making and dictating rules. Our, our, we've, we've become a very diverse country. I don't know why we have the same people. Uh, and they're trying to say that they're, you know, quote, unquote, woke. And I'm not into the woke movement or anything. But they're trying to jump on board. But they literally don't because all they care about is their money at the end of the day. It's time for every one of them to just go and say goodbye. And how do we new blood come in? Yeah, how do we make that decision? And it is an interesting point, right? Everybody's talking about racial reconciliation and everything and wokeness or whatever you want to say. But it uh, looks like it's a bunch of old white guys to me, mostly, a couple of ladies in there too. Um, what? How do you make the determination, though? Should we just have a date? Should we say 75, that's it? 70, that's it. Where do you put, where do you, how do you draw that line? As, as Melody said a minute ago, you know, some people are doing fine at 80 as far as their cognitive skills and other people aren't. How do you decide? Oh, wait. Right. I agree. But some of these people have been in office forever. Like you mentioned, Patrick Leahy, how he's, he's been in office for quite some time before Vermont was even a state. I think it's, he should have been gone a long time ago. Maybe give him term, certain term limits where they can't keep rerunning over and over. But if you're asking for an age, I'm going to say no, no older than 75. All Draw right. Nope. At 75. All right, Jennifer, we'll draw the line at 75. So at 75, you are out of the Senate um, and or or you can't be president or you're off the Supreme Court. Uh, that's the age. How do you feel? Are you 70, 76 right now? And that really bugs you or are you 70, you know, four and you're like, oh, I would love to be forced out of here at 75. How do you how do you do this? Uh, that's what I'm asking. I think the age thing is huge. I think that, uh, you know, at some point, even much younger, right, um, you have to be, my opinion, you've got to be thinking about bringing in the next generation and helping them to be good uh, legislature, uh, legislators uh, or good at whatever good justice is or whatever it is that, um, uh, you know, you're doing, even not just politicians. I mean, obviously we're talking about politicians, but other jobs. I mentioned that with with pastors, you know, at what point do you give it over to the the next generation? I think it's hard. I think it's hard because generationally, maybe we don't really trust each other. Is that part of it? I mean, is it how much of it is these guys just holding on to power and the wealth that unfortunately they their positions now are generating so much uh, and they get super wealthy? But even with that, isn't there a point when you want to just quit and and use your wealth, go on vacation, retire, you know, be with the grandkids, you know, do you reach a certain age where you just feel like I have enough or maybe you just don't? Uh, Is that what's going on here? I thought it was interesting, Nancy Pelosi's uh, statement yesterday uh, when she announced that she would be 
running again, you know, it sounded like, uh, in a way, she's saying that the next generation can't do it, that she needs to be there. This is what she said. She said, while we have made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. The election, this election is crucial. Nothing less is at stake than our democracy. But we, if we don't agonize, but we don't agonize, we organize. I am running for re-election to Congress to deliver for the people and defend democracy. That's what she says. Uh, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. You can give me a call and join our conversation, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. That's 888-528-2557. With the Supreme Court Justice Breyer uh, announcing his retirement today, we're talking about what is too old. Should there be an age limit? How do we deal with uh, the fact that so many of our leaders are uh, in their 80s? Uh, is there a time when people need to uh, to drop out? And what I was getting at with Nancy Pelosi there is when I when I read that, it just sort of came across to me as if she's saying, I'm the only one who can do this. Is there no one else in that district uh, who is ready? When you think about that too, she's 82. Is there nobody 62 who's ready to run that district? You could be 42 when you run that. You know, where do you, how do you deal with this? And how do you deal with it in a sensitive way? Uh, in a way that's right. It's a it's an interesting question. So I'm interested in uh, your thoughts on it. The number is triple eight L A talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. So we're responding to uh, Supreme Court Justice Breyer retiring and uh, the age issue that will be an issue. We'll be back here in just a couple of moments on Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. It's great to be with you. I'm Scott Furrow. The number is 888-528-2557. We're responding to Supreme Court Justice Breyer's retirement today and asking the question, what's too old? Is there a too old to serve? And uh, we went through the age of uh, many of the people serving kind of uh, on top uh, of the list and uh, President Biden, of course, 79. Trump would be uh, his age if Trump runs again and gets elected. And uh, we have currently the oldest United States Senate in our history. Did you know that? So you have Dianne Feinstein, who's 89 this year. Uh, she's been serving there since 92. Charles Grassley from Iowa, he is only three months younger. He will be 89 this year also. Uh, he's been in that job for over 40 years. Richard Shelby is 87. James Inhofe is 86. Patrick Leahy, who we mentioned, who's fourth in line to the presidency, is 81. Uh, those three guys alone, Shelby, Inhofe, and Leahy, have served in the Senate for a combined 106 years. Right behind them, 23 members of the Senate are in their 70s. Only one is under 40. Uh, this is the the average age of senators as of uh, last year was 64.3 years, the oldest in history. So should they quit? Should there be an age? What's the difference? You know, what do we want? Do we want experience or new ideas, career politicians or short-time people and term limits, um, boomers or everybody else generation? The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Mary from Los Angeles. Mary, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Mary. What do you think about this? 
Well, Mary? I think it's crazy, but that, yes, yes, I, I, I heard you. I just wasn't paying attention that much, but I think it. who's talking? I, I believe that's what's happening, though. What you believe what's happening? What the person was speaking about Harvard and uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, and having a, what they're, they're not choosing people uh, that are able to. But I, my call was that we should not allow people working in con be elected too many times. There should be a limit. So you would like term limits, probably regardless of age then, right? So, I mean, how many well, years, how many years yeah, is too term, long? Yeah, but you know, if they, yeah, not too long. It's, uh, you know, like the president, you can only, they can only run twice, be president, I believe. Right. Well, Roosevelt ruined that yeah, for everybody. And, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it was right. I think I agree with that, that amendment to the constitution. So you think we should have term limits. Okay. Appreciate that, Mary. Yes, Thank you very much. That, to me, that would be, you know, and not for them to get to 80 or 90 years old. I'm 80, and I don't think I should be up there. You're not thinking of running for Congress? You could run for president, Mary, right now. <laughs> You'd be the right age. Do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I don't have any sense. Okay. Well, that, that qualifies you as well, to be quite honest with you, Mary. I bet you got a lot of, I bet you got a lot more sense than you give yourself credit for there. Mary, thank you. Thank you for calling and for listening. Appreciate that very much. Jeffrey from Hollywood. Welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Jeffrey? Hi there, Jeffrey. Welcome yes. to Southern Yeah. Welcome to the show. So what are your thoughts about this? Thank you. Um I was listening and I heard the first um, caller mention how wisdom comes with age, and I totally agree with that. Um, however, what I uh, think is the same way that we have a minimum age requirement in order for a person to become a president, it's the same way maybe we should have a maximum. And I do believe that there should be diversity in age because I think that's important when it comes to looking at the population, the different needs of the people. Um, so those are some of my thoughts there. Yeah, so what would you say the maximum age should be? If you could set it, what would it be? Um, I'm not sure. I think It's hard. Um, huh. it, yeah, it's difficult to, to just put a number there. But also, why is the maximum 35? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so the minimum is 35, think, right? Uh, yeah, minimum is 35. So, you know, the same way they put that number, they can just say, hey, this is going to be our maximum. Um I don't know, maybe, I don't know, not, I don't want to discriminate against anyone and say that they should have a mental evaluation for people, but. All right. It's such a hard, hard question. All right. I'm, I get you, Jeffrey. Thank you for calling. Uh, really appreciate that. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We're asking the question, what is too old to, uh, to serve? You know, what point should we be asking people to, uh, to not run, to drop out. Uh, and we're talking about this in the context of our, our very old government. So you have Senator, uh, you have, uh, sorry, Supreme Court Justice Breyer announcing his retirement. He'll be 83. Um, that's up there. Um, the other justices, two are in their 70s. Alito is uh, 71 and, and uh, Clarence Thomas is 73. So they're getting up there also. Uh, that'll be a lot of pressure on President Biden also with his pick, whoever he picks, is that uh, you pick somebody younger because they're going to be around longer, theoretically. 
888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Yolanda from Orange County. Welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you for calling, Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda, you still with us? Are you with me, Yolanda? No, Yolanda. Okay, sorry, Yolanda. Uh, maybe we'll try. You can try us again, or we'll put you on hold. Uh, she'd been on hold for a little while there. Eight 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 LA talks is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. You know, I think that when we think about this, one of the things that makes it hard, like Jeffrey said, oh, there should be an age, and several other callers, there ought to be an age, but how do you pinpoint that age? And the truth is, is we we're all in different shape. And that's just a a reality, right? Um, Betty White, you know, was still doing her thing well into her 90s. And uh, they were planning a 100th birthday party uh, before she canceled it. Uh, And, uh, you know, there are some people who are doing super well at, say, 80 years old or 85 years old. My dad and mom are still working there in their 80s. And uh, they're doing pretty well. And they fought old people things and uh, all of that that comes along with it. You know, is there a time, and and what is wise? This really is the question, and uh, several callers have hit on this, is what is the wise thing to do? With wisdom, or with age comes wisdom. I think that's true. As you get older, you always realize that. You know, I think every sort of decade that you're in, when you're in your 30s, you realize that you were pretty dumb in your 20s, but in your 20s, you thought you were really smart. Um, Mark Twain once said something like, he's amazed at 14 years old, uh, he thought his dad was crazy, but he was amazed at how in seven years his dad had gained all kinds of wisdom. And his point was is that he was an idiot at 14 and realized when he got a little bit older that dad was probably right about a bunch of stuff that he didn't think so. And you get that at, at every age. You know, it, at my age, uh, I'm 15 years old. You know, I look back and I go, gosh, you know, I, I wish I had done a, you know, I'm pretty happy with some of the decisions I made, but you look back and you go, boy, I really thought I knew it all back then and I was an idiot. I had no idea. So you do get some wisdom. But at some point, I think wisdom demands that we consider our age. And wisdom demands that we consider how do we step aside from our, our, our place, our, our ambitions, which obviously we can still keep having. But how do we do this in a godly way? How do we do this in a way that if you're in public service is better for the country? How do you do this in a, in a company that maybe you're running or you're a manager somewhere and you feel like, you know, it would be better for the company and by that, better for all the other employees coming up uh, if I stepped aside? It's a hard question, hard question. 888-LA-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation here on the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live. Let's go to Tony in Los Angeles. Tony, welcome to Southern California Live. What do you think, Tony? Hello. Hi, Tony. What do you think yes, about uh, all thank this? You my, thank you for taking my call. And I think uh, this is my opinion. My opinion. Yeah. And I, I saw, I saw too many, too many problems with, uh, with people over. I mean, passing the seven years off and, and taking position in the government because. Yeah. I understand. I understand. People uh, eighty years old, ninety years old, wants to work, but not in the position of the government. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous because because uh, some people uh, after seven years of age, 
sometimes other people want to manage management them. Uh-huh. And that's that's the dangerous thing when people over over seven years old taking position in the government is the dangerous thing. Why do you, you think know? it's uh, why do you think it's dangerous? Uh, be, because they're not example. If I have a one guy of eighty years old in the government, I totally, I totally automatically I know that that man or that woman is not directing, not acting by their own. Somebody, some other guys are behind them. Oh, you Younger you think guys. that uh, they can't be doing it on their own if you get to be that age, huh? Exactly, exactly. Okay. If I if I am hundred uh, percent, they are they are doing their their, their their own. It's okay, but usually not going to happen. Okay, all right. So you would put the limit at seventy. That's what you would say. Exactly. Exactly. And to- Tony, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Uh well, then I'm close to uh, fifty-five. Or yeah, fifty-five. You're about fifty, but you had, you had to think about it. I have a 100 if I want to continue working, but not taking position in the government. Because government is the special place where you got to be responsible with the people, for, with, the, with the issues of, you know, uh, I mean, taking, taking care of the country, taking care of the people. Right. All That's- of that. Okay. Thank you very much, Tony, for your call. So Tony believes that 70 is it. Uh, you know, and it is a question that people are asking right now with what's going on in Ukraine, what's happening with China. Uh, and I mentioned that uh, the Chinese president's age is 68. Putin is uh, 69, if that's his real age. But I, I think it is. That's probably about right. Um, some people think that they're making their geopolitical moves right now because they think our government is too old to catch up. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I mean, there's a lot of sharp people that we've got around here, but it's an interesting question, isn't it, uh, to deal with this? Hey, uh, we're talking about what's too old to serve in government or maybe um, another place. What's the wise thing for people to do when they get older? Maybe that's a good question for us uh, when we come back here. What's You can still call if you've got a thought about what's too old. When we uh, when should people be out? The number is 888-LA-TALKS. 888-528-2557. This is the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live, and we'll be right back for your calls in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live, the Wednesday edition We've been asking the question this hour in response to Justice Stephen Breyer's announced retirement. At 83, what's too old? Is there an age limit? What might be too old uh, to be in office or to serve in a particular leadership role, maybe where you are? The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Let's go to Michael in Los Angeles. Michael, welcome to our program. Uh, Go ahead and turn your radio down there, uh, Michael. Go How you doing, Michael? Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. What uh, What do you think about this topic that we've got here? First of all, thanks for taking my call. As an immigrant, of course, an American citizen, but, you know, I've been in this country for almost 31 years, came here in 19. You know, I respect it, love it, love their constitution, follow, mm-hmm. obey it. You know, but we have to be fair also for the elderly. There shouldn't be any any age, you know, at 75. Here's a man 
stop running CEO, running uh, with full, full success for their companies and stuff. Hey, we're going to stop you now at 75. You cannot run for this. I mean, I think it should be a certain age. Let's assume 75 will be great that they go through evaluation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be mental, could be regular without being affected by it psychologically, you yeah. know, and see what's their capability of holding position like that. But we shouldn't tell them you're 75 and, hey, you can't do anymore. We cannot do that because there's a high percentage of us 75 years old are really are awesome to do their job, yep. you know? And yep. that, that's my point. And, you know, I love this country, love the Constitution, love the government, and you should, we should respect that. And yeah, just, Michael. Just pure, I love your show. First time I listened to it, and I do really like it a lot. Oh, well, thank you, Michael. Hey, Michael, where did you uh, immigrate from? Immigrate from. Uh, I'm originally from Syria. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. We're really glad that you're here. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling into the show. Uh, so, you know, he made this point about, uh, you know, if you're 75 and you're listening to this and you're, you're pretty sharp, you feel like it, it's, it probably, it's a hard thing, right? You're really struggling with this. And he's right. There are some people who are a certain age who are fully capable of doing it. But I think, you know, to force people into some kind of exam, is uh, that I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And as things change with people, you know, we get older, uh, people are better off now than they used to be. The reason that you had to be 35 in order to become president when the uh, framers decided that, uh, the Constitution, 35 uh, was pretty old back then because you were going to die at 55 probably. You, there was very few people living much longer than that. And at 35, you had been in the workforce since you were probably 12. Um, And if you were educated, it was more likely that you were self-educated, which might mean that you're super well-educated. You know, a lot of those guys, it's incredible, the education um, that people had when we didn't have, uh, you know, the systems and things that we have today, which is a whole other story. Um, But that has changed a lot. Where 35 seems pretty young today, didn't seem too young then. Um, there was another caller who, uh, who hung up, but uh, the comment I think that, uh, he or she was going to make was that maybe the minimum ought to be 45. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that either. I think there's a lot of young people who are super sharp, who have a lot to add, uh, to whatever is going on. You could, you could change this to, you know, it's about politics that we're talking about political leaders, but the same is true elsewhere. Uh, I mentioned, uh, pastors, you know, what's too old, uh, when you're, when you're a pastor, uh, when I uh, I used to have a, a pastor in my church who was retired, but he was not retired. He was doing everything he can to still be the pastor. Like he wasn't like deliberately undermining me or doing any of that kind of stuff. But he could not let it go. And there's some pastors out there right now who are still doing okay and they still preach well, um, and you still learn a lot from them. But is there a point when you got to let it go? Uh, is there a point when the right thing to do? Not necessarily, not necessarily right, but the wise thing to do is let it go. That's the big question, right? I think it's Louis Giglio or somebody who posed that as, a, as the most important question you can ask. Don't ask what's right. Don't ask what is legal. Don't ask what is moral or ethical because we're all going to come to different conclusions sometimes. The best question to ask is what is the wise thing to do? What's the wise thing to do for us? I don't think there's ever going to be a law I shouldn't say ever because things are getting kind of weird, but 
I would say that there's probably not going to be a law that says you're too old at a certain age to serve in the Supreme Court or to be president or to be pastor or to be whatever. I think for exactly what our last caller had to say is that you just, it's not really fair. You don't really know. Uh, and uh, somebody who is 80 might be a much better president than somebody who's 50 just because of their experience or because of their you know emotional IQ or whatever they bring to the table. These are hard questions. I think you know a big piece of it is we need to really be asking in whatever role we have, who are the really good leaders? Like if you're picking a leader, what's the wise thing to do? You know, are they a moral person? That used to matter. I remember character matters. That was a thing. Is that a thing anymore? Um, and who determines what that is? I think we used to have some idea of what character was, and now I'm not so sure. Uh, just to be a little cynical about it. You know, scripturally, there's a lot to say about uh, getting older. And, it, you know, if you're, if you're older, you know, I would encourage you, and, and you have to determine what that means for you. Every, all of us are older than somebody, right? Uh, there's only uh, one person listening to this show right now who is, uh, has nobody older than them listening to this show. Okay, there's one person. I don't know, you're 105 and you're listening. We're glad that you're listening, but you're the oldest, all right? Everybody else has somebody older than them. And everybody listening has got somebody younger than them. What do we do? In one of the greatest books, in my opinion, of the Bible, I usually think that the greatest book of the Bible is whatever book I'm currently studying or preaching out of, so I change my mind on that a lot. But uh, Book of Ecclesiastes, great book. You've got to read the whole thing because you get depressed in the beginning. And I do think it's a book to read. You should, all, you should read it at any age, but if you're older, you're going to have a different take than if you're younger. If you're older, you're going to relate a little more to the writer, who is probably Solomon and uh, who's an old guy. And he's reflecting on life and the things that actually matter. And the reason people get bugged about that book is the beginning of the book. It just seems real cynical and depressing, and he says, meaningless, everything's meaningless. But the second part of the book, he starts to tell you what really is meaningful. He starts to tell you the things that really you should pay attention to. And he ends it with this. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. He tells you, hey, if you're young, uh, pay attention to that. In the previous chapter 11, verse 7, he says, light is sweet and it's pleasing. It pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. But let them remember the days of darkness for there will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. He doesn't mean meaningless like it doesn't matter. But he's saying that you're going to go through different stages of life. If you're a little older, here's something to give to that younger generation. You've got to give up power at some point. You have to give up control at some point, and it's hard because every generation thinks the next generation is going to mess it up. And we human beings have always thought that. That's not just some American generational phenomenon. It's not just something going on right now between boomers and millennials with uh, people like me, a Gen X in the middle, like watching a tennis game and the insults going back and forth and you know, our generation. We just don't care. Um, we've always wondered, but you have so much to give to the next generation coming up. Solomon tells us, however many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all, but remember that there will be hard days. He says, you who are young, be happy while you're young, unless your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. You always have to take it in the context, right? Follow the ways of your heart and whatever you see. Well, that sounds, you know, very modern, uh, but the following part is, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. See, the, the idea here is to have wisdom. 
that throughout all of your life, at whatever age, you ask the question, what is wise? And when you're young, you want to say, gosh, you know, uh, what is wise? I'm going to follow the ways of my heart and see what God wants me to do. But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment, meaning that I can't just do everything. It's not wise to just do anything I want. And then he says, so then banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body for youth and vigor are meaningless. You will go through life in different stages and wisdom is where it's at. I think that when we pray for our leaders or when we pray for our pastors, we pray for our boss, which hopefully you're doing, you pray for people who are older than you or if you're praying for yourself, pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom for what to do with age. Pray for perspective, okay? A great thing about perspective. My father-in-law, before he passed away, he did something that was really difficult. and He planned this. He planned this through his 70s. He said, on my 80th birthday, I'm turning in my car keys. And you know what? He did that. And he did that because he said, you know, when I'm 80, I'll probably think I'm a good driver, but I probably won't be a good driver. And uh, he was right about that. And sure enough, he turned in his car keys and he wasn't too thrilled about it, changed his life in a whole lot of ways. But that was such a wise thing. I'll always remember how wise that was. It wasn't selfish. It was thoughtful of his family, thoughtful of other drivers, whether that's necessary or not. Maybe not for every every person. I, I know some people who are really old who drive very well. And I know some people who aren't that old, but when I'm in the car with them, I count how many times we almost die uh, because of the way they drive. I love that kind of wisdom. As you think about this, as you think about praying for our leaders in our, our country, pray that we have wisdom. Part of wisdom is knowing when to stay and knowing when to go. Part of wisdom is understanding with perspective whatever age you're at, um, whatever uh, that means for your position for the next generation, for your own health. And that's the hard part. People think, you know, oh, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it when they get old. And that's part of dementia, right? As you don't know you have dementia. That's why you have dementia. All right, this was a great conversation uh, today. And uh, it's, a, it's a really hard, hard issue as we get older as a culture, uh, as we get older as people. It's a reminder about wisdom and praying for one another. So thank you for all of your calls. I hope that that was um, helpful for you as you think about that in your, your life. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm your host for today on Southern California Live. If you want to get this hour and you missed part of the program, you can go to kkla.com and look for Southern California Live and get the podcast. Uh, That'll usually be up within a couple of days, and you can subscribe to that online at different podcasting services also. I also want to encourage you to check out kkla.com if you're in the Los Angeles area or kprz.com if you're in San Diego for many different things going on with uh, believers in your town and in your area. There's a lot of great opportunities to connect with each other, to serve together, to do mission together, to grow together. And that's something that we want to do and help you do here at this station and also on this program, Southern California Live. We'll be back for hour two in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.